Hello Waterloo Road fans, it's Tom here, your podcast host, just popping in before we get started to tell you about our Patreon page. Patreon, as you all know by now, is a subscription service where you can get loads of extra stuff from Luke and myself, including our Waterloo Road Awards. We have done uh, the last bit of Series 7 and the Reboot Series. They are both available now. Um, We're also continuing my teenage Waterloo Road fanfiction. We will be doing Chapter 5 very soon. Um, We're also delving back into other school-based TV shows. You have voted for us to do Ackley Bridge, so we'll be starting that very soon. You can also find extended versions on the Patreon of all of our cast member interviews. So there's loads of stuff to find there, which you can get to via patreon.com slash waterlooroadpod. And I would like to thank those of you who have already subscribed. So thank you to Georgia Leah, who is on Instagram and TikTok as the Avocado Bath. Thank you to Mel, to Kat, to Eliza, who is on Instagram at WaterlooXRoad underscore. Thank you to Joe Buckle, to Sarah Mython, to Helen, who is at red.head.red on Instagram. Thank you to Hannah Louise, who would like to shout out NHS Mental Health Services. Thank you to Eve, to Tom Percival, to Maddie, to Rebecca Grimshaw, to Benji Wordsworth, who would like to shout out manholecovers.co.uk slash shop. Thank you to Joel, to Becky, to Matthew Kumar, to Emmy, to Lou Parsons. Thank you to Natalie, who is at Natalie the Book Reader on Instagram. And thank you finally to Lottie Smith. Your continued support is greatly appreciated by Luke and myself, and if you listening now would like to join that list of shoutouts, all you have to do is go to patreon.com slash waterlooroadpod. And now without any further ado, let's get on with this week's podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of Everything From Nothing, the Waterloo Road podcast. I am Tom Beasley, your Waterloo Road super fan, joined as ever by Luke Stevenson. I don't think I did that in the uh, first episode. Don't think I introduced us. No. People know our names by They're now. They're flying blind. Yeah. Someone who just tuned in for the Scotland episodes. <laughs> and yeah. just gone, I'll, I'll, I'll wait till the show really gets going. I can't, I can't listen to this. I don't know who these fellas are. <laughs> Ridiculous. Um... I know some people will be very upset that in week one, obviously, that we were hinted towards a, um, an alcoholism storyline <laughs> and we didn't do our thing, which is ask if there is a shower at the new school for Tom to waterboard. No, nah, we should have done that. But we'll do that again this week and there'll be plenty of opportunities for her. Yeah, to yeah, yeah, yeah. It. <laughs> it could happen any week. Yeah. Maybe we found an, another north-south divide. In, in the south, they uh, they get the alcohol out of you with water. In the north, it's with fire. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Maybe. Um, this show, Tom, used to be about improving a failing school. <laughs> now it's just offensive. <laughs> I spent my whole time watching this, and it took me two and a half hours to watch this episode. I was finding lots of excuses to pause it and do something else. <laughs> I was just, I was sat here waiting for you to come over. I go, that's the hour. <laughs> Yeah. Looking at my wrist, I don't even wear a watch. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's, 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 that's how long yeah. I waited. You can tell how long it's been by how long the hair on your wrist has yeah. grown. Um, yeah, it's just... I, I just felt offended by it. It's weird, isn't it? Because you don't necessarily know which which element of it is offensive. Mm. It just feels offensive. Yeah. <laughs> the vibe is offensive. Uh, um, but yeah, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. Yeah, you can lead on that. So, 
So the episode begins at uh, Lula's house. We met Lula briefly in the last episode. There's lots of like religious iconography at the house. Um, her mum is like in bed, silent, seemingly ill. And then we meet her uncle and he's speaking to her in French and then uh, accuses her of poisoning the eggs. Um, says, the pastor knows what you are. He says you're an evil child. Yeah, it's all very the crucible, isn't it? Yeah. Um, not in the fun, not in the good, like, redefining theatre way and the bad, this show is bad way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's difficult, it's difficult. Um, I've, so I have, we'll talk about it later. I've done a little bit of research to try and get Ooh. some idea of what we're talking about here mm. and whether it's as offensive as it feels. Yeah, this is the same research you did, which is why you don't get a COVID vaccine. <laughs> no, different research. No, yeah. <laughs> different websites. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's so a joke. Tom got his vaccine. He yeah. is not an idiot. Yeah. And I and I, I'm upset that I haven't had the chance to have more vaccines. You only got three, didn't you? I only have had three. I've had four. Yeah. I am buzzing. That's where I'm at with vaccines. I would like another one. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's where I'm at. So back at the schoolhouse, baggy trousers is playing. I know. During a comedy staircase. Yeah. Bit. What year is it? I love it. That's all that. Yeah. Inject that into my veins, along with another vaccine. Yeah. Um <laughs> Did we do? We must have had baggy trousers at your wedding. I don't know that we did. You know, if it was that on the list, it just didn't make it out. I don't think it was on the list. No. It's quite a weddingy song, though. It is absolutely. See, the songs I remember was your your now wife insisting. She came over to me and goes, "Luke, have we had every time we touched by Cascadia yet?" And I was like, "No." It's like, "Look, I'm going to go speak to him right now, and we're going to get it on." Okay, we we'll get the song on. Uh, <laughs> This that'd be an odd. <laughs> this be an odd way to to reveal that information. Yeah, this yeah. is how I find out. <laughs> oh, let's just uh, carry on with the forty minutes of the podcast after that. And then, yeah, true true to her word, she got Cascader on. Yeah, and my heart rate went up to one hundred and thirty beats. I yeah. checked. That is, it's very high. I the... think there was no room for baggy trousers because of the hour of musicals tracks we put in. Oh yeah, you and your bloody. Uh, <laughs> Movie critic friends do Hamilton songs. Ge- a genuinely amazing ten minutes when we did yeah. two back to back. It's songs fine because we got to do the donkey roll. We did. We did the donkey roll. What a strange wedding. Loved it. Best day of my life. Um, so now far. I'm talking about Waterloo Road. Um, what pays for weddings? Yeah. <laughs> no, it doesn't. <laughs> so can Gra- I pay for mine? <laughs> no. Gra- Gratley's car car alarm's going off. Um, the l- local kids from Havelock of graffitied English go home on the sides of it not very witty you thought they could do better yeah there's lots of things you can have a go at the English for yeah but I mean one of the, the one of Scotland's main gripes with the English is that we went up there and did never go home yeah so to be fair it's <laughs> it's pretty true to form um so Brantley just had to declare prima nocta yeah. The only thing we know about Scotland is Braveheart. <laughs> I feel like I've watched something else say in Scotland. <laughs> Gerard Butler movies don't count, do they? No. <laughs> 300 isn't set in Scotland. Because he's not supposed to be Scottish, even though he is. In, all in every movie. It's the, the Liam Neeson clause. All-American hero Gerard Butler yeah. speaking in a strong yeah. Scottish broad. Um, so we met Lula last week. She seemed sort of normal. Yeah, she, seems, she didn't seem possessed by anything. No, this week she stares down Tom Clarkson's car yeah. after he nearly runs her over. 
Yeah, is like, the I fact watch that a lot she... of, I watch a lot of horror movies. She's acting like someone who's possessed. Yeah, yeah. The fact that she's playing into it is what makes it insane. Because this this show is what we is we believe set in a normal world. Yeah, not a sci-fi horror world. Well, we talked about when they did the seance episode. <laughs> we talked about like I thought they were going to do a little thing. Yeah, yeah. That implied that ghosts were real, but they didn't. No, no, because this is a regular show and yeah. ghosts aren't real. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Just like possession isn't real, exactly. Yeah, um, but no, she actually leans into it like it is. It's yeah. Very strange. Yeah, she she really acts like she's possessed. Um, so uh, in the school, Connor is lecturing his mom about the drinking, and she calls him boring. Why don't you let me drink myself to death, Connor? <laughs> so the kids, uh, Phoenix and Scout, and all that, are talking about Havelock. And they say, now we've got a turf war. A turf war. <laughs> this fun runners stand up a hernet's nest. A hernet's nest. A hernet's nest. I got so excited. It's how, uh, how, how Scout says hairnet. <laughs> yeah. That was very good. Thank you. It was very good. Regional accents, <laughs> show references, it's all there. It's all there. Um, so Janice is saying to Chalky about how she was on a night out with some of the girls from the playgroup, but she had to go home early because of Cheryl and the babysitter and all that. Surely if you're out with girls from the playgroup, if anyone's going to be understanding. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Why? Put your children for us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All of these young women who have young children. Yeah. So um, it's Denzel's tree planting ceremony because you have to have a tree planting tribute ceremony. Yeah, I was kind of thinking the number of trees they planted for dead children. They probably like reversed climate change. Yeah, yeah, yeah. all of Bolsonaro's deforestation. (laughs) I was going to say because I I went and checked, and I think since I started subscribing to a tree purchasing service, I've planted four hundred and fifty (laughs) trees, which is not as many as they planted for dead children. No, road grounds. No, very middle class anecdote. I'm saving the environment. (laughs) Still middle class. Um, Cost me twelve pound a month. So, yeah, t- so they're talking about the tree planting. Tom tells Sean that Rose wasn't able to get the time off work to come along. Mm-hmm. Um, Tom stands up to, to speak and he just says, this, this show used to be about a failing school. <laughs> First episode, my wife was crying in a wedding dress. Yeah. And that was as mad as I thought this was going to be. And it's eight years later and I'm in Scotland. Yeah. Um, so, yes, Tom mentions Lula to Sean. Um, Sean says oh she was a model pupil at her last school but now things have started to happen we haven't seen any of these things happen she seemed fine last week yeah but it's since the Blair Witch caught hold of her yeah very much so very much so Um, so yeah Tom stands up and does a a bit of a speech for Denzel at the memorial but it's very brief and lacking in anything yeah anything Tom really he really gave up on the Kellys the moment Sam died he did he did she was my favourite yeah. Bugger the others. But the show also gave up on the Kelly. Yeah, point. yeah, yeah. Um, so Imogen uh, is talking to Lula about the situation with Mr. Clarkson's car earlier. Imogen just observes. And Imogen says, you might have gone into another conscious realm. Imogen's really annoying. I don't <laughs> like her. Um, and Lula like screams at her to be left alone. And this is all going on right next to the memorial. Yeah. Um, Sean tries for, to... For continuity fans... Imogen is, depending on the angle, either 10 feet away from a car or right next to a car. Yeah. <laughs> um, Sean tries to intervene and she gets, like, hit. And Tom takes Lula to the cooler. Yeah. Lula to the cooler. Lula's uh, rhyming. Yeah, yeah. Um, at some point, uh, Sean says to Tom, oh, I wonder what Denzel would have made of all of this. Why would Denzel have given it back? Yeah. 
Denzel would have done what Denzel always did and just not cared. Yeah. He would have sat at the back with Phoenix and Scout going, this is a bit win. Yeah. I always steal a guitar. <laughs> That's his defining feature. That's he had his... a gun that time and he stole a guitar. Um, I nearly put it in Dante's Reign of Terror. <laughs> Think of all the people who would have survived. <laughs> Um, so Michael is having a meeting with Gerard from Havelock to like have, offer an olive branch, and Grantly bursts in demanding two hundred pounds to respray his car. I don't. Again, the show's making no effort to understand why these two schools would be struggling no, so much. No, no, it's not. Um, they just are because they're. Near, it's like football team local rivalries. Yeah. They hate each other because they're near each other. So Sean is like furious with Lula for disrupting the ceremony. Um, and then she says, she talks about how, oh, you know, none of this will bring him back. And then she says that her dad is dead. And the school didn't know about this, which I thought was weird in the moment. Yeah, I thought that was weird in the moment as well. Yeah. I felt that that's I mean, one of the, the history things that people would understand. Yes. So then Sean is talking to Tom, asks him about the speech at the memorial and why it was so sort of short. And he says, you know, tree planting and peace gardens aren't very Denzel. Now, Denzel was very into Sam's Peace Garden tree planting ceremony. Yeah, well, it was his sister's. Yeah, but... If you're going to be into one of them, it's probably that one. Yeah, it? but, like, to say it's not his thing... Yeah, yeah. ...when he was, you know, very and much Denzel involved. And Denzel was a long-running character. He witnessed hundreds of these ceremonies. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> if he had, like, a loyalty card, like yeah, a Cafe yeah. Nero. <laughs> so, uh, Gerard is then talking to Michael, and he says, Coming home must be daunting. All those ghosts waiting for you. And that's the end of that. yeah. What's, what's nuts about this idea, and they lean into it in the next time trailer as well, is that Michael Byrne was exceptionally well covered by the press in, the, in England. Yeah. Um, his salary was revealed. He was super a victim of, super of, a, of a stabbing. At no point during all of this high-profile press coverage would they have gone back a little bit further to these press clippings that clearly existed. Yeah, yeah these clearly existing press coverage. Yeah, they sent an undercover journalist to the school. Yeah, because there was something up with Michael. Yeah. And then goes, Actually, no, we just revealed years ago that this thing happened. It's not even like he's changed his name. No. Like, at least... Rachel yeah. Mason changed yeah, his yeah, name. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That was the example why, I was about to Why are all of the head teachers in the press? <laughs> How often was your head teacher in the press? Never. My history teacher was in the press. We've been through that. <laughs> yeah, we've, been, we've covered that extensively. <laughs> um, so uh, Connor's in his, uh, English class with his mum. She's teaching Gatsby. Um, and he brings up that Fitzgerald was an alcoholic and goes through all the other writers from the time who were alcoholics. And he's sort of going, why should we t- listen to any of these people? They were all drunks. Yeah. All these kids around him are going to fail English because they can't pick up on his very clear subtext. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what's the, what's the hidden meaning here, Connor? Yeah. Um, Josh's role continues to just be like Tarek's carer? Yeah. Spirit guide? <laughs> yeah, spirit, I like spirit guide. <laughs> yeah. Gives him like a self-help book. Mm. Based on everything we know about Tarek. <laughs> Is there anyone less receptive to a self-help book than Tarek? No, possibly not. Christine is then angry at Connor, says, get off my back. Um, and then she is drinking the vodka from her desk. Yes, but like as bad as this show is... The desk and, vodka. And it is dreadful. I did learn today, watching that, that the reason in so many shows you see people pour alcohol into mugs, I go, why do they do that? It's all because it looks like a normal drink. Yeah, you yeah, can't yeah. tell that it's alcohol when they're doing that. I think that's clever. Probably not particularly healthy. No. <laughs> I, agree like those. I respect those clever alcoholics. Yeah. Spare them a waterboarding this week. Yeah, they? just, just they this earned week. their stripes. Yeah. 
So uh, Tom has brought in Lula's uncle. Um, and he's sort of talking about how Lula is bad at home too. And Tom sort of, um, you know, suggests it's something to do with her dad. But the uncle says, no, I don't want to blame that. Uh, Pastor Odula will speak to her. Um, Tom recommends cancelling as well. But the uncle says the pastor will help her change her ways. Yeah. And then he goes to speak to Lula and says, you will see the pastor tonight. Yeah. If I didn't have subtitles on, yeah. watching Tom Clarkson say pastor, I would think he was talking about an Italian dish. Yeah. <laughs> I love Italian food. <laughs> Just that. That's so he goes, the, the pastor will be uh, here tonight. And he goes, oh, a pastor. Okay. Yeah, penne. <laughs> penne or fusilli. Yeah. <laughs> I like the little bow tie ones myself. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Tom Clarkson wouldn't know the names, would he? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the the spinny one? Yeah, the spinny one. <laughs> um, I'm a spaghetti man myself. Yeah. So uh, Lorraine is ripping up all the kids' designs. Yeah, I don't... Do I care about the design competition? No. Mm. Do I follow her methods? No. No. It's all just very deeply inappropriate. She does a big speech about how if you want five grand of my money, you're going to have to work for it. Mm. And then there's a bit of tension between her and Michael... Lorraine wants to teach the kids about the real world. And then she encourages Grantley to fight back against Havelock. She wants to teach them about the real world, where she's offering basically a £5,000 design freelance fee for a bench. Yeah. That ain't the real world. No, that's not the real world. So earlier in the day, we'd seen Rhiannon put the defaced picture of Liam in Scout's bag. Rhiannon is our new scrot. She is. She is a scrot. Um, and then Scout finds the picture. Um, Kate McGlynn's angry face here. Yeah. Angry face. She is angry. She's serving. Um, so Josh says to Tarek, this climbing rope is your thing, your challenge. I really hope at some point in the series, he makes that climb. Mm. And it's soundtracked to either... The climb. The climb. <laughs> or, what's the other one I'm going to go for? I don't know. Be a man from Mulan. Mulan, of course. I'll make a man out of you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that would be good. That would be good. Um, but then Tarek then leaves rather than listen. Um, uh, and everyone's <laughs> hoping the door is seeing Tarek <laughs> making his way to the top. That would be very good. Yeah. Very I, good. I always say this about Milan, and that song is the best song comparable to the quality of movie it is. Yes. Because... I don't massively rate Milan. No, but that song is top tier Disney song. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's, I think it's similar with Little Mermaid as well. Mm. Um, I think is it part of their world is that the name part of, the of that world yeah yeah, yeah yeah I think that that's probably possibly the greatest Disney ballad Little Mermaid very mid yeah Little Mermaid Little Mermaid Mermaid yeah. <laughs> but then again Little Mermaid not for us no it's we aren't we aren't their intended audience for it but no. then I do think that ballad is amazing but mm. the rest of it is just yeah it's not good but no um, Donny Osmond singing yeah Mulan yeah hits me hits me hard um so, Rhiannon knocks Lula's lunch tray and says that was for Denzel, because Rhiannon knew Denzel very well. Yeah, yeah, Rhiannon was there. She was in Rochdale. She yeah. remembered the street. She was on that bus. That's why Denzel wasn't that worried about Scout getting with Phoenix, because he was getting with Rhiannon. Yeah, oh, clearly in the background. Yeah. <laughs> when Denzel was like, oh, I have a girlfriend, she just goes to another part of this school. <laughs> yes. Just goes to the middle of the classroom. Um... So then we see Lula sort of gone to like hide from everything among all the drama costumes. Tarek is there too. Um, Lula starts asking him about his accident and then says that it was God's will what happened to him as a punishment for his ugly heart. Yeah. 
I got one, I got one little flutter of excitement in the scene when Tarek started playing on the piano, and I was like, is he going to become Seb from La La Land? Do, 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 do. Would, would love that. Um, and oh, I had a moment the other night, I was getting very emotional watching TikToks, um, because it was... Harry Styles' Grammy win. Right. And then there was a, a bunch of idiots yelling that Beyonce should have won instead. Right. Because apparently if Beyonce exists, therefore she must win the best album Grammy. Yeah. But and but Taylor, Taylor Swift stood up and then someone commented saying this was their Seb and Mia moment from La La Land. <laughs> and oh my God. Oh, hit me. That hit me straight. Right, in, right in the feels. Right there. Um, yeah, the other... Because I, I guess... In this new Scottish world, Tarek's, <laughs> Tarek's family no longer exists. Yeah. But as we know from his backstory, he's from quite a traditional, quite yeah. religious family. Yeah. So I find it really hard to understand that Lula invent like mm. invoking God in this way would upset Tarek this much. Yeah. Because he, well, he's, he, he has, like... he's quite strong in his beliefs. And we've seen and that was part of his character before. Yeah, I guess it's almost that in a way he believes it. Mm. And in a way, because like that's what he says. You know, he says it to Sean in a minute. Mm. You know, maybe it is karma or a punishment for the things I've done, and he hasn't done great things. No, we um, there's something again. Oh, Martha on Twitter is gonna be furious at us. Oh no. <laughs> oh no. What have we done or not done? Okay, what what is the defining characteristic of our beloved Finn Sharky? Um, his his memory his loss. Memory loss. Yes, and his ability to recover. Between seasons, yeah. when he fell off of a bridge, yeah. came back and was fine. Then his mortal enemy, Tarek, <laughs> yeah. didn't get weak. He got hit by a bus, a, a van, and is now in a wheelchair for the rest of his life. Yeah. And we forgot to bring it up like Finn Sharky. <laughs> but maybe that's why he's so annoyed, because like, his, his great rival seemed to have unlimited healing powers. And didn't share it with And didn't with share him. it with Tarek. Yeah. So, Sean finds Tom at Denzel's tree. She says Rose has called... And it turns out she wasn't invited. And Tom admits that he hasn't actually spoken to Rose since Denzel died. They sort of attempt to wring a bit of story out of the fact that the actress who played Rose didn't want to come. Yeah. Um, but not, not enough story. I think this episode is one of the more clumsy dovetail the kid of the week with the other characters. Yes, I thought that as well. Because I remember when that the thing concluded at the end... I was like, why is Tom the main teacher yeah. in this? Because it does not relate at all. But they really try to. They they equate her making the call to her dad to go to hospital, that he then got deported, yeah. with Tom calling Rose to talk about yeah. his basically one of his his surrogate children mm. dying, basically. Yeah. Um, so Tarek is like wrecking the drama room, um, and Josh says to Sean that he was talking to Lula just before this happened. Um, Tom goes and confronts Lula and mentions that that mentions the thing about the pasta, um, and then she breaks down at this and says, "You have to stop them." And she claims that they're going to do an exorcism. Yeah, yeah. Tom will in the next scene go on to say, "I've never seen a kid so scared." Tom was involved in a multi-child car accident like three weeks ago. He, he basically and said he that, watched his own son have a schizophrenic breakdown. He basically said the same thing last week about. Um, Jade, that you've yeah. never seen anyone as scared as she was of Drew. Yeah, maybe things, maybe people are just scared in Scotland. Mm. Yeah, it's a scary place. I've seen Braveheart. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, they see they're seeking to an Englishman. They go, <laughs> oh god, he's about to declare prima nocta. Um, do you understand the Chalky and Janice 
No, because last week it seemed like Janice was the one pushing for a date, and now it feels like Chalky's. We're supposed to believe that Chalky's reading too much into it because she is now using Chalky as a childminder. So when Chalky said, "Oh, I'll watch Cheryl," I assumed he meant, "I'll watch Cheryl so you can go out," which is what Janice assumes. Okay, but then later on, he seems put out by the fact she's going out with the girls, even though surely the point of him, he seems to think that. I don't know. I'll come around and watch Cheryl with you. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what's going on. Mm, I don't care. <laughs> well, there is a bit of that. <laughs> we've had this. We've had this relationship concluded once. I don't care for it. Yeah, there is a bit of that. Um. So yeah, t- th- we have Tarek worrying that his accident was about karma, and I think it's actually quite nuanced that um, that he's he's worrying that actually what Lula said there's some truth in it. So Michael is now talking to Lula, um, and apparently. Uh, her uncle said from the start that she was an evil child. Um, her mum is sick with grief and doesn't move or talk. Hmm. But Michael says, the school will vow to protect you. Yeah, it's just odd really, isn't it? Because it's the school... And, you know, they take the same habits, which is they believe the child up until they talk to the parent, yeah. at which point then they go, we don't believe the child anymore. Hmm. Um, which is a strange position for a school to take, I think. Yes, I think so. <laughs> yeah, and the fact that they keep taking it. Yeah. So Christine and Audrey find the English class all pratting about with this bottle of vodka. Mm. Um, this is because we talk about the fact that Connor went in and left the vodka. Yeah, no, out. I didn't actually mention that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Connor went in, broke into his mum's desk mm-hmm. and uh, put the bottle of vodka on the table. Yes. It's an interesting one, this, isn't it? I, I, I actually find it quite intriguing to watch where this is going because Connor seems to think the way to get his mum to stop being an alcoholic is to shame it out of her. Yeah. Via, like, public shaming yeah. and by, like, making her face consequences and then blaming it on the alcohol so that will, like, make her change. Yeah, it's weird. I don't fully understand it. <laughs> I find it interesting as an as an idea, but, like, in, a, in practical terms, I don't think I'd burn down my kitchen to have my mum stop drinking. <laughs> We've all thought about it. <laughs> you know, my mum doesn't drink very much. I mean, it'd be very strange if I did it. Yeah, nor does my mum. <laughs> Um, so what do you want me to stop drinking I like, keep boiling the kettle to then have cold water mum I don't understand it stop it or I'll burn the kitchen down don't make me burn that kitchen again um, so Tom goes to Lula's house calls through the letterbox for her mum um, the uncle's there he claims mum doesn't speak English says Lula is lying about her dad um, and Tom has a printout about Kindoki Mm-hmm. which is the belief in the Democratic Republic of the Congo about witchcraft. And he, the uncle, dismisses it, says, is this all you people know of the Congo? Yeah, and the show does its thing where the person goes, oh, God, they're being racist and stereotyping my like my culture. It's so horrible. And then which they is, do the thing. And then they do the thing. Because, <laughs> yes, it is, horrible. it is horrible and racist to stereotype an entire culture. Um... But then they do the thing. So then it teaches the audience, oh, yes, stereotype, because that's what they're up to. Uh, Yeah. So I did some research, and this episode aired in August of 2012. Mm -hmm. And in early 2012, there was a very high-profile court case where a child died after family members who were from the Democratic Republic of the Congo believed that they were that the child was a witch and right. that Kindoki was was evoked in that. Mm-hmm. So and there were there are quotes in a news article I was reading from um campaign groups 
who were worried about this spreading mm-hmm. and it being underreported because there's so little focus on these these communities. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it was a real thing. So as much as it feels offensive and weird, it's, it was the show trying to shine a spotlight yeah, on an actual issue that was a big topic at the time. It's interesting because like, when I Googled it, all of the articles about Kindoki in the UK are from sort of early yeah, 2012 yeah, when this court case was Like I said, we've said this before, that I used to write about social work, you know, faith-based um, violence, superstition-based violence mm. against children. It is, you know, it's it's around, it's a thing, and I think people are that shocked that it exists. Yeah. I think the reason this feels offensive is because, A, the person who plays Lula is instructed at times to play her like she's possessed. Yeah. Which is very, very bizarre. Yeah. And that basically means at no point is this story really told from a victim's perspective no. because you, the audience, are basically playing this game of, is she possessed? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so straight. Like, yeah. um, it's like it's like a 50-50, is she possessed or not? Yeah. But actually, totally. this, this is the story of a child who is victimised by an uncle. Yeah, it's, and, been, it's been played as like, like you say, a 50-50 mystery. It's, it's like, like she's like, carrying. The mystery is, is she going to be possessed? And like, really, from the start... We know she's not, and that it's something that the family show. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, the uncle says that her dad is alive and recently was deported back to Kinshasa. Um, uh, back at the school, Rhiannon, who is like, uh, is threatening Lula, who is then aggressive to Audrey because she's being ad- aggressive to everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, the SLT are having a meeting about Lula and decide to let the social services know. Good call. Yeah, <laughs> good call. So I do. Um, Audrey at this point says she's going to refuse to teach Lula from now on because there is something wild about her. Is this furthering Audrey being a bit racist that I mentioned last week? Yeah, I think so. It's, it, it's, it feels like there's something, doesn't it? It's coded. Yeah, it is coded. Yeah. And, but again, it's also playing into that, is she actually possessed or not? It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, she's not possessed. You are not Buffy the f***ing vampire slayer. <laughs> oh, I, hadn't had a, I didn't have a bleep this week. I'm yeah, glad you've given I'm, me one. I have to give one, yes. Put him in there now. Um, We've got a lot looser with that as the show's gone on. <laughs> I do, I do so many bleeps every week. Um, Christine, for some reason, still lies to Connor. Says the vodka was like left over from staff drinks. In her desk. Yeah, I don't know. But she's fretting about the fact Audrey was there and it seems a bit suspicious. Mm-hmm. And she's like, you know, going, I can't lose this job. It's too important to us that mm-hmm. I keep this job. Uh, someone Audrey says, because they were like, um, doesn't, uh, I've forgotten her name now. Who's the teacher? Christine? Yeah. Oh, so I was like, her son's Connor. She doesn't have a C at the start of her name, but she does. Okay. Um, she kind of goes, oh, maybe it was like the year 11s or whatever. And Audrey says, uh, year 11s are cider yeah. or Alka Pops, not vodka. Yeah. What were you drinking in year 11? Um, well, cider. But, yeah. <laughs> but it's not like vodka was off limits. There were lots of people I knew who were drinking vodka. Yeah. See, I was just quite like, it's, it's honestly like, because it would actually be more cool for me to admit that I was drinking but I actually wasn't I didn't no I didn't drink a lot year 11 year 12 was when I started drinking no I just not like I make it sound well that was where my problems really started but no I didn't really drink until year 12 and then obviously year 13 I'm quite young because I'm an August baby yeah yeah so it was like 18th parties (laughs) for a whole straight year no I I didn't drink until I was out Legally buying it in clubs. Was didn't drink before. You don't massively drink now. Uh, no, I don't really. No, I, I, I drink a lot less now than I, I did when I was seventeen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. With my pills, I don't know, it's probably best that I don't mix them. Well, maybe, <laughs> maybe. 
Yeah, Luke goes into his funny moods when he's been drinking. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Tom is talking to Lula, um, and she sort of reveals the truth that her dad got very ill during the summer, um, and he didn't want to go to hospital because he was an illegal immigrant and he was worried what would happen. Lula rang for an ambulance anyway, and they did indeed deport him. Um, and she says he left the Democratic Republic of the Congo because his life was in danger, and it means if he's there now, he's probably dead. So a lot of, lot of presumptions, lots of layers. Yeah. Because that's another thing, that, that, that kind of last thing on the year is you did the right thing calling. Mm. It's like, yes, you did the right thing calling to get medical help, but the, the last part where he then gets sent, that's a bit of a grey area then, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, and I mean, we don't really talk about the sort of political elements of that. No. That they sent this very ill man back to the country where he was facing th- credible threats to his life. I mean, it's our home office. I know, but of I course. feel like if you're going to bring up the issue, you have to at least interrogate that side of it a bit. Yeah, yeah but it's just, yeah, it's the home office. And, and we've seen that this show has no qualms about being anti-home office. They've done it. No, but they were anti-home office pre-Tory government. Mm. We've had this yeah. conversation before. It was probably on the line. But still... Whereas this is now an established Tory government. It's, you know, halfway yeah. through Cameron, isn't it? Yeah, well, well, what we now refer to as the glory. Yes. Yeah, oh God, we do. <laughs> so uh, Imogen and Connor bond a bit over Stephen King. Um, she asks him on a date to see Pet Cemetery, which is an 18. There's no way they're both 18. It's September of their year 13. Yeah, you just told Angela how you were drinking in year 12. <laughs> I think these two get into an 18 movie. Um, well, I, I didn't get into an 18 movie until I was 18. Mm, you have a boyish face. I do have a boyish face. Yeah. Oh, I definitely didn't. Yeah, you struggled I didn't out. even try. <laughs> um, we tried once to go and see The Raid. It did not go well. We did not see The Raid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the police have turned up because Grantley has made a complaint about the car. Um, Michael wants him to withdraw the complaint, and he just does. Yep, that'll do it. That's the end of the story. This is property damage. Um, did you notice there's lots of inspirational quotes on the wall? Is that? Yeah, of the school. Okay, is that why I'm feeling so inspired today? One of which is by Lorraine Donegan. Oh. It's like it's like Nelson Mandela, uh, J.K. Rowling, and <laughs> Lorraine Donegan. What's her quote? I don't know. I didn't read it. Oh, so you check the name? Yeah. We didn't check the quote itself. Yeah. Okay. That's that's the level I was at. All right. <laughs> um. So Rhiannon and the girls all surround Lula. Lula in the cooler. Lula in the cooler. Um, Lula attacks Rhiannon. Why is the cooler unattended? I don't like, know. There should always be staff in the It's cooler. never unattended in... Yeah. You know, it has never been until right now. It's like a, like a prison movie where they've, they've paid off the guard to yeah. meow so Rhiannon can go and be scrotish. Yeah. <laughs> Put some snooker balls in a sock. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't, like... I don't know how far I'd be willing to go for the Patreon, but, like, I... I <laughs> I've never believed... That putting something in a sock means you don't bruise. But I've had no way of testing it. Is that what that's supposed to be? Yeah, so it's like, it's... I just thought it's an easy way of hitting someone with three snooker balls. <laughs> that's, that's, that's true. It's hard to if you get me your hand. It's like... But like, the whole idea of putting like soap in a sock and hitting people with it is so that it doesn't bruise. I thought it was just... I genuinely thought it was just because you can swing it. Maybe I maybe I've manifested that idea. Whereas, like, because if, you, if you've got soap, you have to like you have to put you may as well punch them. Like, <laughs> but that bruises. So. I I right like you just said though. It, of course, it would bruise. In fact, in a sock doesn't stop. If you hit someone with three snooker balls in the head, it will bruise. 
Okay, Reddit. No. Oh. <laughs> Why won't women sleep with females? <laughs> <laughs> How does beating someone with bars of soap or oranges not leave bruises? If a fist leaves a bruise, why wouldn't getting beat or so oranges? Or is that just a myth? More internal damage and no topical evidence because the in- initial impact is absorbed as much by the weapon, causing oh, less broken surface vessels, but the same amount of muscle and organ trauma. Reddit is so weird because on the one hand, it's lots of people in their parents' basements. On the other, it's lots of people who know a lot about a lot of stuff. Yeah. Like there's some really good history subreddits. Yeah, yeah. Where they do really good, really well sourced answers. Yeah, I was subjected to a sock beating, and this is what I know. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Lula attacks Rhiannon and the girls to mad editing and what I can only describe as Naughty's WWE package music. Okay. It's like sort of noisy, shouty rock. Yeah. It is pretty full on. But then again, it's Lula playing it like she is possessed. Yeah, absolutely. It's, you know, it's the end of Paranormal Activity 4. <laughs> I haven't seen it. I haven't seen any of the Paranormal Activity films. I own them. Really? Yeah, I own at least three of them. I can see them there. But I've not watched them. Oh, I was, yeah, I always forget you're younger than me. Because it was, <laughs> it, was, it was very much a second year at uni thing where with our friend Patrick, we watched all three and then went to see the fourth one at the cinema right. the next day. I saw, no, I have seen one. I saw Paranormal Activity colon The Marked Ones. But that's a totally different type of movie. Yeah, I that's saw that one. so bizarre. <laughs> yeah, but it's because that came out at a time when I was seeing every movie pretty much. Okay. So that hit that. Yeah, because that's basically like a superhero film, isn't it? It's, yeah. it's like a poor man's chronicle. It's rubbish. Yeah, yeah. It's really bad. So Imogen stops the fight and tries to help Lula. And Lula says, maybe my uncle is right. Maybe I'm evil. And then he appears as if, <laughs> as if summoned. <laughs> um, and he like drags her out of school and Imogen goes and gets help. Mm-hmm. I don't like Imogen. She's always there. <laughs> She is there a lot. It's weird. Again, I, I'm still I'm on this theory that she's a witch from Macbeth. <laughs> she's a witch from Macbeth. Um, so Sean and Tom are talking about Lula, and then Tom just says almost unprovoked, "He came here because of me." Talking about Denzel, this parallel does not work. No, it doesn't work. However much Sean says it works, <laughs> um, and then Imogen bursts in and says what's going on. Yeah. Um, Connor takes the blame for the vodka in front of Audrey. Mm-hmm. And then Christine, like, imagine having your son lie for your outrageous actions, and then she just turns and smirks. Yeah, it's weird as well, because, so the way it plays out is like, that's a suspension, mm-hmm. but Audrey says, oh, I think we can let him off with a warning. But it's been established that this situation is all around the school, mm-hmm. meaning Michael knows. Yeah, yeah. And Michael's not going to be happy with letting someone off with a warning for vodka in the school. Yeah, or maybe it just doesn't go back to Michael that they figured out who it was. I guess. Because he only admitted it to Audrey and Christine. And yeah, they say, okay. Well, we don't tell. Because they don't press charges. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. No, I'll take that. That's fine. But she's still she's still a bit suspicious, Audrey. Yeah. She's, she's not fully buying it. Um, so Tom is hammering on the door of Lula's house. Um, he even tries some terrible French. Yeah. Um, she answers the door. It turns out she does speak English. Um, I always imagine the way that Tom would speak French. It would be the, the willy quote from The Simpsons. It was like, no, you f- cheese-eating surrender monkeys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I just can't believe Tom would say anything else but that directed at French people. Tom Clarkson has definitely said the phrase cheese-eating surrender monkeys. Oh, absolutely. More than once. Yeah. More than once. Um, so Mrs. Sibby is saying that she thinks the uncle is a good man. Um, but when uh, a doula is mentioned, the pastor, she then realises something's up. 
Um, and indeed, the uncle has dragged Lula to this community centre, says, you know, pray until the pastor arrives. And he's getting like a rope out, at which point Tom and Mississippi arrive. What would they do with the rope? I don't know. I mean, there's talk about all sorts of horrible rituals. And th- the actual case that I was reading about is horrible. Yeah. It's really bad. Um, I was reading the jury in that case were permanently excluded from doing jury duty again in their lives because it was that traumatic. Wow. I can't honestly believe that the actors signed up for this. <laughs> it's tough. Because it? it's one of those things where I believe that there is a, there is a merit in showing these stories, mm. but it has to be done well. Yeah. This isn't done well. Well, the thing they talk about as well, because there's a bit where the mum um, says oh, you know, I don't know why you listen to this pastor. He's just trying to get his money, money off you. Yeah. And when I was reading about the real cases, that's a big thing about it, that it's these pastors who can get money out of people exploiting their faith. Yeah, yeah. Um, so there's, there's a lot of stuff that at the time was very re- resonant. Yeah, but it's still just not done well. No. Because again, I think the, the key thing it's, is... It's the sort, sort they of don't... heavy-handed handling of issues that the yeah. show always... But they don't play... like When they heavily hand... Like, heavily handle It's issues. hard, that phrase. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, I introduced it. Um, <laughs> Heavy-handedly handle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a professional writer. <laughs> um, and, yeah, when they do that in the past, but at least it comes from a child's perspective where the child is clearly a victim of something or struggling yes. with something. In this, they kind of play it quite grey they like to lean into the idea that she is possessed they don't go on to say that she's convinced herself of it Mm. because she has these like lucid moments where she's telling people there was a pastor coming I'm scared they're going to perform an exorcism and then the next scene she's acting like um, one of the people who come out from the ground in Us (laughs) yeah 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 yeah. that's how how it's played right Um, so yeah, I just find it find it bizarre, and the reason it doesn't connect well is because she, she doesn't feel like a victim in this story, no. even though she absolutely is. But they don't present it like they that. They don't present it like that. That's the thing. It's pre- it's because the show does it a lot, where they they're addicted to making the kid of the week storyline a mystery. Yeah, it doesn't need to be a mystery. No, no, this person is being abused by her family. Yeah. Um. So Christine apologizes to Connor. Pledges to lay off the booze for a bit and thanks him for covering for her. That ends well. Yeah. So Lorraine had said at the end of her tough lesson, if you're still up for it, sign up on mm-hmm. this sheet. Um, and then she goes up to Michael and she goes, we haven't filled the workshops. Yeah. We've overfilled them. <laughs> People love me being a hard ass. No, they don't. They love the idea of £5,000. Yeah, exactly. Mm. I'd do that. Um. So we see uh, Tarek on the floor because he's attempted to climb the rope and yeah. it's gone, you know, about as well as we expect. Um, Maddie. Return of the Queen. <laughs> Return of the Mad? Yeah. Um, she's arrived. Is with that a Macklemore reference? Uh, no. Return of the Mac? Yeah, it was a reference to Return of the Mac. Okay. Which Macklemore did not... Did, 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 they did not, not innovate. No. Um... See, that's odd, because I'm trying to question a lot of my beliefs now. <laughs> Did Macklemore not manifest marriage equality? <laughs> no. Did he not do that either? No. Sorry, I apologise for shattering your worldview so readily. Wow. It's that who that song in Popstar never stopped. <laughs> so she's arrived with lots of suitcases. Yeah. It's an odd, it's an odd sell, this, isn't it? Yeah. I'm leaving with my dad and birth mum to go live with my ex-stepmum in Scotland. Yes. 
Yeah. But if it's, it's, if it's solely for my benefit, Series 8 writers and podcast listeners, yeah. they wanted more Maddie. Yeah. Um, so Lula's mom apologises to her for being selfish, says, you know, I've, I've, been, I've been selfish, but I'm here for you now. She thanks Tom, and Lula also thanks Tom, and Tom tells her she did the right thing with her dad. Again, which is an odd thing to say when, because we don't really know what happened to him in Kong, when she said he went, he left there because he was politically at risk, and now he's gone back and he's dead. Yeah. Don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so then Tom goes outside and phones Rose. Um, Grantley returns home to a pristine car. Gerard from Havelock has sorted it. The dad of the ringleader of the graffitiers owns a garage. A garage? Garage. A garage. A garage. I've been living in Surrey. I know, I have. A garage. And he basically threatened to exclude his son if he didn't do the yeah. race break. We had that the other day because me and Charlie both say bath. Yeah. And uh, Scarlett dropped a bath. Uh, yeah. Little Surrey upbringing. You've got a posher child. Yeah. The, uh, Seven years. Seven years in Surrey. Yeah. Um, so they're talking a bit about the phoning the police stuff. And Gerard says, Michael Byrne and the police don't mix so well. Mm. Now, Grantley reacts like the concept of Michael having interactions with the police is unfathomable. And the first time he met him, he'd recently been stabbed. And there was all the stuff with the, the, the stabber Wayne being... Was the stabber Wayne. There were the gangs. Yeah. Lots of interactions with the police. Yeah. But the, the thing about this is just, it's just insane, which is the idea that Michael Byrne has a public history with the police... And he is in charge of a school. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If, if, as we assume, based on sort of the next time trailer, that what happened with Michael happened a long time ago, he's been very open about how he was a terrible teenager. Yeah, yeah. And how he's passed until he found a book. Uh, a book. Yeah. <laughs> saved his life. He was saved by maths, English, the, and the sciences. sciences. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's a, the fact that he has a bit of a checkered past is not news. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, it literally is news. It's in a newspaper. Yeah. But <laughs> in one day, that will probably come up in my daughter's therapy. Um, when <laughs> I pick her up from school and I ask how her day's been, she goes, yeah, it's been fine. We've done all the same stuff. And I go, oh, like English, maths, the sciences. <laughs> I they, can't believe you've done that to yeah, her. Yeah. That poor girl. But, but they don't They get tested on sciences at oh, do they science not? level. Oh. Um, it's just English, maths. So they do a bit of science. But it used to not, be English, maths, and the sciences. It used to be. <laughs> We strayed so far from Michael's. We body. have, we have. But yeah, so it's it's she has lots of English and maths, mm. but very very infrequent yeah. sciences. Um, so Connor has decided to not go on his date um, with Imogen. Um, he gets home with to f- Imogen. Imogen, do you remember that reference? No. Ah, oh, Imogen Thomas on Big Brother. Oh, they right. have to like the radio presenting, and she made her own little rap with Imogen. Oh no, I don't remember that. Oh, it's traumatic. Um, where were you? I was what well, I watched watched all of that or most of that. That was the peak. That was the peak. Yeah, era. I watched Big Brother. Imogen, Glyn, Glyn. I remember Glyn. Not Glyn. Yeah. Um, Cooking an egg for the very first time. Yeah. We uh, must have done this before. Yeah, we must have. Done it. I feel like we have every like naughties reference we've done, haven't we? Yeah. yeah. We, the, the podcast was going on for so bloody long. Yeah. <laughs> Only Martha remembers now. Yeah. Um, so Connor gets home to find his mum wasted. She's going on, oh, I've worked out your setup, whatever. So the camera lingers on Connor cooking beans. And then he throws a tea towel absentmindedly on the hob and it catches fire. And then he lets it burn while his mum is passed out. I was saying, is he going to do a hot fuzz murder? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, do a hot fuzz murder? A traditional application of bacon and beans. <laughs> yeah. And then 
then the fame court fire. I was like, oh my god, it's going to be a hot fuzz murder. It's like I tried to have a little fry up and left the gas off. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, I'm such a white man. <laughs> Virtually the whole script of hot fuzz. Yeah. Um, what do you love? Edgar Wright. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, did you recognise the song that's playing while the burning is happening? Okay. Because that's the last thing in the episode. So the only last thing we have to talk about. Okay. Well, the song's called "Oh Children" by Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds. All right. Do you not recognise it? No. I recognised it instantly, and but I didn't immediately know where I recognised it from. Okay. It is the song that Harry and Hermione dance to in the tent in Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part 1, in that weird scene that's not in the book. Uh, no, I've like blocked most Harry Potter movies out. <laughs> no, I instantly went, I know that song. <laughs> See, I did this earlier which was we were listening to music and there was a song by Church's Clearest Blue. Mm. And then I went, I'm 98% certain this is from a scene in Heartstopper where mm. Tara and Darcy kiss. And Charlie was like, that's incorrect. And I Googled <laughs> it on my phone and found it. And it was the scene where that happened. Always satisfying. Always satisfying. To be that much of a smart ass, it's always satisfying. Is that the end of the episode? Um, it's not very good, is it? No, this show is poor. Yeah. Um, although... Belter of an next time trailer. Yeah. So yeah. much incident. A whole plot revealed. Yeah, yeah. You know, Tarek giving him, like, probably what sounds like a suicide note. Yeah. We see his method. Yeah. Um, and then we see Michael not only go out, but dive, dive in. Dive him. Yeah. Stupendous. There's some more stuff with Gerard causing trouble. There's Connor and Imogen bonding. And there's this news headline about Michael, which says, Psycho son leaves dad for dead. Mm. And then Connor slaps Christine. Yeah. Psycho son leaves mum for dead. Fantastic. The thing I think is actually going, and like the, the next time trailer brings it more to light, obviously, but I think Tarek's story is going I think really it's under the radar yeah. in these first two episodes because the, the, the A plots have been so all-consumingly dreadful. And they've been like big and noisy. Yeah. You haven't really noticed the fact that Tarek is really struggling but struggling in a male bravado way that's yeah. really interesting and really in keeping with Tarek yeah yeah that's everything we've known about him since we first met him because like him him being in the gangs he never wanted to be in the no. gangs but he, and he was quite a sensitive guy who just kept getting pulled into this thing so he had to respond with being yeah, bigger yeah. and bigger so I think that's actually quite interesting which being dominated by all this utter nonsense <laughs> there's a lot of nonsense there's yeah. a lot of nonsense um, play out song it's baggy trousers isn't it yeah. Let's yeah, the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> Just begging to be copyright struck. So yeah, baggy trousers. Love it. Fantastic word, eh?